Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! James Taylor, what the hell are you doing in here? Seeing about prostitutes to the children. Get out of here! I'm Kiss. She's torture. And we're here to save the world from a paranormal sexual event. I have so many questions. So, uh, as you can see, my family's here, and uh, it's, it's game night. We're playing... sex. All right. I say what, what, in the butt. I say what, what, in the butt. You want to do me my butt? Hey, hear hey. that what, what in my asshole, kid? That's it's what, 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 what in the butt, butt, sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that episode in a long time. <laughs> I haven't watched South Park in a while. I've just, lately my South Park knowledge has been just the uh, ongoing, like, tier level thing they've been doing with their songs. Yeah, and they kind of just stopped doing their season like right after the uh St. Patrick's Day special and didn't say anything about when they're going to be back. Rap bastards. Yeah. By the way, this is Two Broke Geeks and I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah. Uh so I don't know what's going on with them. Hopefully they'll be back at some point in the near future, but who knows. Well, they have a giveaway right now that I signed up for to go to the show in Red Rock. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, that's as far as I know. Yeah. Huh. Weird. So, uh, I, we've got a lot to talk about. There was, since we, uh, took last week off, cause all we were going to have last week, if we recorded on time was the season finale of Moon Knight. So we have the season finale of Moon Knight and, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, but first I just want to mention... Uh, a couple uh, comic book creators that passed since we last recorded. The first one was Neil Adams. Neil died at the age of 80 um, from sepsis, uh, apparently, uh, which sucks. Uh, we met Neil in Los Angeles at his comic book shop. Very nice guy. Still drawing very, very well. Uh, just master masterworks in his late 70s. And, uh, yeah, it's too bad because... Neil was a guy that contributed a whole goddamn lot to comics, especially to comic creators, because they didn't have a lot of rights before Neil came along and was like, hey, comic creators need some rights. Like, comic creators can sell, like, artists can sell pages because before that, before Neil Adams, the companies kept control of those original art pages and I found out I didn't know this that like a whole whole bunch of Jack Kirby stuff just went through the shredder at Marvel when they were done printing the books. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Neil Adams was Shit. like, "Oh my god, like you put Jack Kirby stuff through the shredder? Like you didn't give him a chance to sell those? Like no. <laughs> he drew those." <laughs> Oh boy. And then, then, yeah, George Perez died like not too long after that, which most people know him for uh, his his artistry for like the Infinity Wars. Mm -hmm. 
uh, graphic novels. Uh, they have that graphic novel set that of uh, the Avengers Batman, uh, the Avengers Justice League that they were reprinting to help yeah. fund uh, George Perez's uh, bills. Yep, George was sick for quite a while, so yeah, yeah, but remained very, very positive right up until the end, which was which was good to see. So yeah. George and Neil, comic book legends, gone away. So that's sad. Do anything else fun this week, this past week and a half or so? Um, I mean, I've been doing some re. I mean, Free Comic Book Day was Saturday. Ah, yes, and it, I I have a I haven't picked up my Free Comic Book Days, but I bought I've got the uh, Marvel and DC like big storylines for the summer mm-hmm. uh, uh D- dc's uh dark crisis and marvel's judgment day or judgment something that's okay. like the big crossover of the avengers x-men eternals i don't care too much about it but i'll read the free comic book day edition to sure. see if it actually piques my interest that makes sense uh, uh other than that i mean i been reading through the DC and Marvel app uh, a bunch and then watched the newest episode of Young Justice. I still haven't caught up on that. <laughs> it's It has some really compelling stuff and it, it kind of did a whole little... I've decided I'm now super sick of the character Forager. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't uh, a huge Forager fan in the first place, so... <laughs> oh, I wasn't either for the most part, but then they went they went all in on Forager for a portion of the last couple episodes mm. where Forager basically starts a relationship with another Forager and it's like, like reciting Shakespeare to it, but it's like Forager to Forge. It's, it's fucking stupid. Okay, uh, weird. Other than that, uh, it's been pretty interesting and a lot of fun. Good deal. I was very yeah. excited because uh, last week was the first episode of the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. Uh, Strange New Worlds, which uh, stars uh, Anson Mount. And we'll talk about Anson Mount again later, but <laughs> stars Anson Mount. It really, it really was a bit that I'm like, they planned this really well. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, he plays Captain Christopher Pike, who was the captain before uh, captain of the enterprise before Kirk was captain of the enterprise. And most, most folks will remember Christopher Pike from the original series as being in the chair and only being able to communicate through beeps on his chair. One for yes and two for no. Or one for no and two for yes. I can't remember. Um, it's been parried, parodied in like South Park and a bunch of other stuff. It's very, very... Uh... Futurama. I just watched the episode of Futurama where they made fun of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was great. I loved it. It was, um, I know one of the big criticisms of, uh, discovery has been all along that it quote unquote, doesn't feel like star Trek, which I can see a little bit and I get it a little bit, but I also don't get it. But 
pardon me, Strange New Worlds felt way like Star Trek. Like it, the the plot of the first episode was um, some people from one of the Federation starships uh, accidentally get revealed to a pre-warp planet uh, while before they, you know, were supposed to, and they were captured, and the Enterprise has to go there and kind of, like, blend in and try to rescue them. And this is a world that essentially is having, like, a huge world war that is threatening to destroy them. And there's, like, this awesome scene at the end where Pike goes to, like, this big political debate they're having between the two factions that are going to blow each other up. And he's just like, hey, this is... In uh, in in Star Trek canon, they had a World War Three where they had a nuclear war that destroyed most of the planet. Uh, before, uh, it, actually, that nuclear war in Star Trek canon takes place like a few years from now, which is kind of scary. Um, but anyway, here we uh, go. <laughs> yeah, if Star Trek it predicts the future in any way, pretty soon we're all going to be dead anyway. But uh, and he's like, hey, this is what my planet did, and there's like footage of like actual riots and like political like i think there i think i even saw january 6 footage in there i'm not entirely sure it went by really <laughs> fast and he's like this is like earth like right before our third world war like this is look this is this was us this is you right now like you you are literally at a junction where and then he shows them footage of like post apocalyptic earth and he's like that was us, like, like several billion people just died, and it was just this whole thing where he does this whole speech and, like, fixes them and, like, helps them come together, and I'm like, oh, that's Star Trek, like, he's helping them come together and heal their wounds and, like, a better tomorrow, and I like that, that's why I like Star Trek, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you, uh... Did you do in your theater? Did you get to see the trailer for the new Avatar, dude? It, by the way, yes, I did. I've still never seen the first Avatar, but <laughs> let's talk about trailers for just a quick second. Not only were there trailers, there were commercials. There were commercials for the theater I was in. I've never been to a chain theater before in my life. I went to a chain theater for the first time. Yeah, you went, saw... to a re... you went to a Regal. I went to a Regal, which, number one, they didn't clean. The fucking floor was sticky. Um, and there was popcorn. It was like a late, really late showing. I went at like 8.45, 9 o'clock at night, like something like that. So, and they still had more showings after my showing. They had so many showings at this Regal. I was out of town, um, and they had so many showings at this Regal. And so they had, like, Regal ads before the... And then they had trailers. And then I'm sitting there in this theater thinking, okay, this movie is two hours and six minutes long, and they have played, I think every trailer and commercial in the world before it maybe on their website they should have shown instead of 126 minutes 126 minutes plus however many like start advertising how long the movie is with the trailers so maybe people can show up later something i don't know it was yeah. so long dude 
That's interesting you say that because I went to a small like theater near me uh, for my showing, and I only had one trailer. Really, uh, and may like they had a, maybe a trailer and two ads, and one they had ads like a... like Miley Cyrus for T-Mobile. I had like uh, an Amazon Prime ad. I had like a Pepsi ad. I had uh, the Regal Club ad. I had like just the Welcome to Regal Theaters ad. So I had like four or five ads. Then they played the trailers for that Avatar The Way of Water. They played the trailer for Don't Worry Darling, but the green band, not the red band trailer. I saw the red band trailer uh, for Don't Worry Darling before... Ah, um, uh, yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. By the way, I don't know what the fuck that movie is about, but the trailer, I am really intrigued by Don't Worry, Darling. It, it made me think of the Stepper, Stepford Wives. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very intrigued. I, I, it looks like Florence Pugh is like in some, is like, it's like subordinate, like, like housewife stuff, but she's trying to break out. But they're but like there's something not else her. really weird going on because oh, yeah. there's like stuff going on in like mirrors. She breaks that egg that's empty. Like I'm like, what is this oh, movie? Yeah, I'm I'm very in- invested in whatever's happening in that. Uh, so that it was Avatar: Way of Water. Uh, don't worry, darling. Um, Did you get a trailer for? Um, the oh, Minions, of, Minions, the Rise is. of Gru. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Did I you get the re- David Cronenberg one? The Art of Art of Violence or whatever I did called? not get the Cronenberg one. Now I can't remember. All I remember is that it was just so many trailers, man. Just so many. Interesting. Oh, we got the, uh, yeah, the we had the trailer for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, yeah, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yep, that one was in there. Um, please step on me, Natalie Portman. Oh, which that picture of Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth both in their costumes came out this yeah. week, and I was just like, "Oh, can you make a mat sandwich out of me?" <laughs> like, God, mm. Natalie Portman's just ripped to shreds. It's amazing. Yes, Queen, please oh, kick dirt in my eye and call me a bad boy. Yeah, so there's that. I saw some, I saw some foot, not uh, some stuff though through the toy, uh, like the toy network we go through mm-hmm. that they started showing uh figures for the Black Adam movie from McFarlane. Really? Huh. Okay, I yeah, haven't seen that. Uh, and it, I, the build a figure is Arkham style Scarecrow. Which I thought was kind of odd. Okay. Interesting. But but they mostly showed it was like Hush Batman, uh, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, Doctor Fate. Which the toy of Doctor Fate, the mask, the the helmet, it still doesn't have eyes. <laughs> That's so I don't weird. know if it's done or not. But it's I was probably just not like, done. Is Doctor fate not gonna have it <laughs> yeah no because he's in that trailer and that teaser and he's got eyes in that teaser so the figure is probably not yeah oh um speaking of teasers and trailers and stuff did you see the other trailer for kenobi that came out 
I did, and I'm very. I I saw it's like a six part series, and I'm just like, I'm like, yes, but also give me more already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I was like, uh, we get to see a little more of Darth Vader and uh, the Inquisitors, the, the Inquisitors, and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for this show. Bring it on, man. I loved I, I loved the little back and forth with Kenobi and ben talking about training uh training anakin oh uh, uh anakin. with um uh uncle owen you mean with uncle yeah i don't yeah uh with uncle owen and he's like he's like no he's gonna have to be trained when he's older he's like oh yeah like you trained his father oh and yeah just like, burn yep <laughs> so that's a whole bunch of stuff that he's gonna have to deal with because uh it i wasn't really sure that he was going to train Luke, want to train Luke. I thought he was going to just want to leave him alone, but yeah. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And as of recording today, they today is also the first day they're shooting, they start shooting Ahsoka. Yeah, I just saw that just now. Which I'm like, okay, uh, I'm, everyone's going to hate me, but I kind of don't care about Ahsoka as much as mm. everyone else does. I don't know, I liked Rosario Dawson in the episode of the Mandalorian, she was yeah. in quite a bit. And so I kind of am interested because, you know, they set up a story for her. So I kind of do want to see where that goes. And I well, like Rosario like, she's Dawson. She's also like a huge, she's also a huge character in like the Clone Wars series. Right, and stuff like that. right. Yeah, because she's Anakin's yeah. Padawan. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate on this, but I just never cared for Ahsoka. Like, I'm like, mm. she's fine, but that's about it. Hmm. And I still have never watched the Clone Wars, so. Um, there's some really good episodes, but there's a, some also some just, there's like a whole like four issue, four, four uh episode arc of around, around the droids that's boring as all hell. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. So I'll like throw on an episode here or there, mm. uh, because but whatever. I do find it hilarious. I would have assumed because it was May the fourth that maybe they did a they would do a surprise drop and just be like, actually Anakin's on right now. Oh, uh, Kenobi, Kenobi, damn it! Well, it yeah, everybody thought it would come out on May the fourth. But they, it, it's coming out on the anniversary of uh, A New Hope. So, yeah, which uh, makes more sense. But I would have figured give all those Star Wars fans something to, th to be invested in already. Like they're not invested as is. Right. They're going to watch it no matter what. So it's okay. Yeah. Woohoo. Um, all right. Uh, Want to talk about Moon Knight? Yes. Um my initial this is this is weird because the when the finale came out the, it did what i wanted it to do but also it left me with more questions mm -hmm. but i kind of liked it okay uh well then we're different on that cuz i fine. actually i actually ended up being really disappointed with the series overall like i thought every episode did something really interesting but there 
wasn't a lot of Moon Knight in it. And probably my only big complaint about it is I think they did a really good job of making a really good series. However, because of the initial like superhero aspect and the reason people are turning into, it really needed a couple more episodes to really flesh it out. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. And then by the end, in that last episode, I was kind of like, okay, like we got the big CGI Conchu versus Amit fight, which was to me like, okay, whatever. Um, and the, the Harrow, I don't know. Something about it just didn't hit me right, except for kind of it right. It felt rushed. Yeah, it's kind of it. Like, in it, in until like right at the end when it's like okay Steven and Mark work together now and don't realize that Jake Lockley in because here's the thing they were going to have a very hard time getting people to be okay with Mark being Moon Knight willingly after he found out that Conchu was using him because in yeah. the episode before we realized that Conchu is using him and manipulating him. And it's like, how can you want him to put on the Moon Knight suit and beat up bad guys if he thinks or if he's like doing it against his will and like hates Conchu and stuff like that? So the way that part I think is interesting where they maneuvered it where Mark and Steven think Conchu is gone, but Jake kept Conchu around. Yeah, I think I'm assuming is... there's... I, it's really bizarre because they did a... When the episode aired and everything, there was like a whole bit that was going around on Twitter where they were saying, and now we say goodbye to Moon Knight. And I'm just like, I'm like, you, you really, like, I really liked it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, cool. But for a superhero show, I kind of wish there was more Moon Knight because they they took six episodes Mm. where they focused a lot on the background of Moon Knight, but not actual Moon Knight stuff. Right. And I don't know exactly how it's going to fit later on down the road because if they're not doing another season and if he's just a... It, uh, just a, it was just a one-off and then he just shows up yeah That's they haven't even he... said yet uh if they're doing more of it i assume and of course assuming we all know makes an ass out of you and me but uh, i mean they have the werewolf by night halloween special coming out at yeah. some point he's got i assume he'll probably be in that um, i assume he might be part of if they decide to do a midnight sun's Mm-hmm. Uh, group with Blade and and such. It's just uh, I really enjoyed it. I just wish there was more of it to make it more cohesive. Like I definitely uh, see, especially like the first half of that last episode felt extremely rushed. Like yeah. it's like they it's like just to get to oh we got we got to get them back together and back in the body to go fight and and whatever. Uh, but I enjoyed for what it was. Yeah, I think they did a lot of interesting stuff in every episode. But I don't feel like, on the whole, that the series 
overjoyed me the way that like I really enjoyed uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like this to well, me was more like I, Loki a little bit. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, I mean, you got like a cohesive story for the most part out of WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier and stuff like that, where like by the time you're done with it, you're like, OK, that's mm-hmm. cool. And I would have that for this. I mean, I like the Jake Lockley bit being able to like Conchie was like, no, I made a deal with with Jake at one point mm-hmm. to like to keep myself uh, alive. If for some reason Mark refuses to be my Moon Knight, I I get that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I felt like they just spent more time with the the aspect. They spent more time with the aspects instead of the whole. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of WandaVision, boy, I've got a lot to say in relation to things that have to do with WandaVision. So, um... Well, here's what I'll say, because I fucking love this movie. But for the things I love this movie, it's not the script. (laughs) Okay, um then maybe we're going to be closer than maybe we'll see. Cause I, I know I knew go, I knew going in that you said you really loved it. And I yes. knew going in, for example, that like our buddy Anthony really hated it and that, yes. uh, other people really thought it was bad and other people thought it was really good. And I was like, Oh, this is really, really divisive for a Marvel movie. This is interesting. Um, yeah. And then I had a major, I did so well avoiding spoilers until literally like two hours before I saw the movie. And that's when I found out who the villain of the piece was, which spoilers, spoilers, everybody. If you haven't seen this movie, although I can't imagine you haven't because it's making all the money in the world, uh, is Wanda. And I went, which, oh, bullshit. (laughs) Interesting. But so I had that spoiled and I went, that's interesting, but concerning, but okay. I still have to see the movie and decide for myself. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Let me tell you. Like, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. I love all his stuff. And I know he was kind of, he, he did the best Sam Raimi film he could do with what he was given. Okay. Uh, yeah. I want to, I guess before I start really complaining, I want to say, I think this movie's fine. I yeah. did not hate it. I did not love it. I think there's a lot in it that I did love. There's pieces that I did love. And some of it is what you're talking about. And we can talk about those pieces, but I can't remember the name of the guy that wrote the script. I think, Think, he sucks. <laughs> I think he, either he or Raimi should have taken one more pass at it. I think I, there was a, a tweet I saw bef- uh, like 20 minutes before we started where someone's like, I love this movie. I hate this. Like, I love this movie so much, but someone really should have given this script like five more passes. <laughs> it needed. I'll tell you what I think it needed. I think it needed about 15 minutes showing us how Wanda got to this point because at the end of WandaVision Wanda 
willingly gives up her kids and her reconstruct- her imaginary kids her quote unquote imaginary kids we can get into that if we want to she gives up her life in westview because she realizes that she is hurting people right and she goes into yes. exile and stays away from people and i know that at the end of one division we see her with the dark hold which the dark hold is bad but in this movie Wanda sure does love killing people and mm -hmm. realizes that she is going to hurt. And she just does not give one single. She's so one dimensional. She's so one dimensional. Her whole thing is I'm a mom, not a monster. And I want to be with my kids and I can kill everybody and anybody to go be with my kids because I lost my kids and I need to go be with them. Which is not a good look for uh, uh, a character uh, that is a woman in a time when we are trying to make women characters more uh, three-dimensional and more human. And she is boiled back down to uh, this, what she is in this movie. <laughs> she, honestly, like, I when... At the beginning of the film, when you re when she like accidentally slips, being like, "Oh, I'm after America Chavez." That is uh, terrible, dude. It's, you're, well, and I'm like, okay, I could get behind this if the dark because it's partially that she's also being manipulated by the dark hold, mm -hmm. and I would understand if it was for a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I could totally see Wanda going like being completely manipulated by the dark hold just going full evil and being like, and be like, no, I have to protect the world. And this one girl is standing in my way of me being the only Scarlet witch and whatever, or, and maybe playing off of like, no, the most dangerous, because it's also mentioned in this film, how much Dr. Strange fucks up. Boy, we can talk about that too, because again, Okay, first I want to talk about the Wanda turn because when she slips up and reveal, it happens so fast. There's yeah. no build. There's no nothing. It's all of a sudden she goes from this hex where she says she's left magic behind her and she's clipping f flowers to stereotypical, like maniacal bad guy. Uh, yeah that i um all she was missing was with a curly mustache that she would just like turn and then that's the other thing they talk a lot about how steven screws up and it, it she says something like uh there's that line it was in the trailer and she says it, uh the you, you screw you screw you up and you're a hero you're okay wanda he broke the rules and yes, everybody got blipped away and everything, but also they all came back and they killed Thanos and he saved the world. You broke the rules and enslaved an entire town. Uh, and yeah. now you want to break literally all reality everywhere. <laughs> so that's the, but also like there's very there's also no consequences for Steven breaking the rules. So they right. also kind of do 
like hand wave a well he gets a third eye big deal he gets a third eye because he read the dark hole big whoop so it's like you kind of let your male character get away with breaking the rules and you didn't let wanda get away with breaking the rules, which is also not great (laughs) yeah it's i will say um I actually really like America Chavez as a character in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, she was actually one of the few times where I'm like, she like when they have kids with powers that don't know what to do with them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, most of the time I'm just like, Oh, great. It's the MacGuffin. Like, yeah. she, but she, they actually did a really good job with her character as a whole. Yep. yep. Um, I thought all right, we're well, one, first, we of all, I, yeah. first of all, I, I don't want to skip over America and I don't want to like yeah. completely badmouth everything in this movie because I did say there were things are love. I think her power is really cool and the the multiverse skipping. And I think she's really uh strong uh Sochi Gomez, I think is her name. Yes. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um she's really good and uh like I like the scene where she they go down that memory lane and she uh-huh. sees like her mom's in the first time she accidentally used her power and her mom's got sucked into the multiverse. And, uh, I really, I think Sam Raimi did direct the hell out of this movie and the scene where, uh, America and Stephen strange gets sucked through the multiverse is <laughs> that was fun. Freaking amazing. <laughs> we're, did we just become paint? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't throw up. Usually, the first time, <laughs> kid, it's not my first trip through the multiverse. <laughs> and we kind of skipped over, but I actually really like the like the whole fight with Gargantos. I thought it was just like, here's your here's a big monster. Let's have some magic fight. I think that like, first, I think that opening fight, the one that the movie opens with against the demon, too. I think that was really good. And I think all yeah. the I think all the magic and fight scenes and everything in this movie are really good. I like the I like the music fight scene between That was like, probably my favorite. That was so good between Stephen Strange and Stephen Strange. Yeah. I, I I like the aspects of it where it's like, yeah, he he Doctor Strange goes to get the dark hole and he runs into uh, this this is one of my big complaints is because it's something that they did they did this in the comics and I've never been a fan of it. And it's the whole basis involving the Illuminati and stuff, which oh, we'll get into them. We will. Um, um, I hate incursions. Mm. I fucking hate them okay. because it makes no sense in general. Uh, the idea that's like, okay, so there's a multiverse. We there, they've made themselves a group of the of the smartest minds and most powerful beings to keep an eye for incursions, which is when two multiverses converge on each other mm-hmm. because someone fucked up. Yep. And I've never been a fan of that. I just think it's too much. It, uh, but I do like that you go to one of those incursions where evil doctor, where doctor, Sh- where maniacals dick dastardly doctor mm-hmm. strangers with the dark hold. And it's like, I'll give you the dark hold. If you give me your Christine, <sighs> Here's the other, here's another thing in this movie that I didn't like. They really tried to sell us on that we're supposed to care about how Steven feels about Christine and that he is destined to never be with Christine because yeah. like every multiverse he talks about, he tries to figure out if he's with her in that universe. And it's like, man, like 
they didn't sell that relationship to me in the first movie, so why should I care in this movie that yeah. he doesn't end up with it? Like, that part, whatever. Um, I really liked... Uh, I really liked all of the stuff at uh, Camartage, because we were talking about battle scenes and everything. Uh, I like... Steven's arc overall like uh for example uh it, at the beginning of the film when Wong shows up to help him battle that monster and he's you know they do the whole joke about you know well tr traditionally you're supposed to bow before the Sorcerer Supreme and Steven's like yeah I know but I'm not and they th goes through that whole thing and you know other people bow and he goes see some people have respect for tradition yeah. and uh, and then Wong finally... is such a underrated character in this film. He really is. I love him so I do. much. But then by the end, when Steven finally realizes not everything is about him all the... Because uh, also Christine has that thing where she says, you always had to hold the knife. Like, no matter what, you always had to be in control. Yeah. And so finally at the very end, when he bows before Wong, because he respects him not just as the Sorcerer Supreme, but as his friend, it's like, okay... That's a pretty good arc. So, we're still. I, yeah. yeah. I really love the horror Marvel aspect. Yeah. Like, I wish they kind of went more because I really like, I love Zombie Strange. Yeah. Like, I call him Deadite like, Strange. I, yeah. The, the, he really is. If this movie is a, if, if Army of Darkness was a Marvel film, yeah. I love that he uses the souls of the dam to make his cape. Yeah, the throw. Um, I love the the chase scene where they're running from Wanda because it's just very that is a great Sam Raimi. That's great, and I like the one uh, yeah. earlier when sh they're in Camartage and she comes through the puddles and is like dragging people into the mirror and the reflections and everything. Um, yeah. And when she um, comes out of the oh, and when she, when she comes out of the the gong and is, it's so good. Like that's why I said like this the 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 script is terrible. Like I I'm never like I will say I love this movie so much, but there mm -hmm. but if, in all I will defend this movie in terms of artistic style yep. and in everything except for script. Like that script is just so one dimensional. Mm -hmm. This is pure Jack Kirby just comic book insanity Weirdness. yeah you know what yeah you know what moment surprised me a lot because i thought it was quite a bit of gore for a pg-13 marvel film is when they spear through the eye and pull that giant eyeball out of that monster and it just goes crashing to the ground uh for me that kind of all right all right we have to we got to talk about because it totally links into it um so the so if again spoilers if you have not watched this movie yeah, you have the Illuminati, which is Reed Richards, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Professor X, Black Bolt, uh, Baron Mordo, and Agent Carter or mm -hmm. Captain Carter. Captain, which Carter. I was like, oh, it's, I knew Haley Atwell was in it. And it's not the, it's the, uh, it's the, not Maria Rambo. Uh, is it Maria Rambo? It's one of the yeah, Rambo. Maria. It's 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 Ram. It's 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 Monica. Uh, it's Maria. Yeah, because Monica is yeah. Monica's. Yeah. Okay. It's Maria. Captain yeah. And Marvel. then you have John Krasinski as Reed. They brought back. Um, why am I blanking on Patrick his Stewart? Name? Patrick Stewart as Did, Professor X. They put and... him in the big 
animated series yellow and they played the theme and they song played the... <laughs> And then the what's his name from Star Trek is back as Black oh, Bolt from is back as Black Bolt and for... yeah from the very short lived one episode Immortal show. Uh, but they did <laughs> say Inhuman, and they did say Terrigen Mist, and he was in the actual Black Bolt costume, which I did love. That I was mm-hmm. like, um, but I love. How how Wanda just murders all of them, especially Black Bolt. <laughs> just like what he's like, he can like Richard is just like Black Bolt can whisper and you will die. And he's like, with what mouth? And he just blows his head up. Yeah, because he has no mouth and he tries to scream and he blows his own head up, which is I love it. I mean, but it, you and I were talking then... about it early the other day. The Illuminati in this, I think it's just one big massive troll I think for it's... everyone who's done the whole casting. I think the thing is a huge troll. You don't introduce the Illuminati and then kill them all off. Uh, yeah. Especially since, like, you can't keep having Patrick Stewart play. Patrick Stewart's 11D. He's very (laughs) very old you can't keep having him be charles xavier um so and they killed him again but we've seen charles xavier die like three times now i think Um, i i will say that scene pissed a lot of people off in my theater of course it did uh and i was just like ha (laughs) the thing i'm curious about i think this is a troll and i'll tell you why after i say this I, the internet has for quite a while now, for some reason I can't fathom, loved John Krasinski as a casting for Reed Richards. Yeah. And in this movie, he's Reed Richards, right? Um, I don't know yet if he is the MCU's Reed Richards or if this was a troll. I think it's a troll because... They killed him, number one. Number two, the only multiversal versions we've seen, Loki has a very uh, has a, somebody out there in the multiverse that looks like him, but he also has a lot of Lokis that don't look at all like him. And yes. um, Peter Parker uh, has... Obvi- the other versions of Peter Parker obviously don't look like Peter Parker, aren't even the same age as our Peter Parker. So I think that there's going to be a re and so Stephen Strange really is the only one. Every single version we have seen of Stephen Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch, not somebody else. Yeah, and he's the only one. So I don't think when that Fantastic Four movie finally comes out that it's going to be John Krasinski. <laughs> I hope it's not John Krasinski because, as an introductory, and he didn't have much to go with. I couldn't get into it. I was very much like, you don't fit this role he at all. He doesn't. He he doesn't. It's not to say he couldn't. I don't. But I've never seen any proof of it. He doesn't seem to have like the know-it-all smarty pants. Uh, Reed Richards is not like an everyman. Reed Richards is very smart and he knows he's very smart and he's a little bit... He's not uncaring, but he's a little bit distant. <laughs> yeah, it just it just doesn't fit. Like, no. I love that he got turned into string cheese, uh, <laughs> basically. But yeah, it's like it was like it was. 
I've of the episodes of The Office I've seen, it was just Jim from The Office in a Fantastic mm-hmm. Four cosplay. And I I'm in the same boat as you. I have no idea where the fan cast of John Krasinski came from. I feel like it's like one of those like Mandela effect things. Like I don't read Fantastic Four books, but I heard for a while that there was a an artist doing a Reed Richards drawing that very strongly resembled John Krasinski. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just what I've heard. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat for the exact same reasons as you, especially because uh, Watts dropped out of directing. Yeah. uh, Fantastic four. And I I I just think this was, big f you to the fans i do like here you go (laughs) the other reason i think it's a troll is i can't imagine a director coming into that film not wanting to pick their own cast yeah like i just don't see sam raimi casting reed richards and then having another director being stuck with that choice if that's not who they wanted you know what i mean it just makes it's a yeah it everything about this screen is like and i think if because we know the x-men are coming at some point the fact that they killed this variation of professor x as patrick stewart off mm-hmm. in this may also think yeah that's the last we're going to see of him like and no like way. i said i think we have to patrick stewart's just not going to live forever and we've seen yeah. so much of his version of charles xavier yeah, I do appreciate that they were able to do a little bit more with the strange versus Mordo uh, yeah. stuff. Like, I love that strange is like, oh, he, even in this universe, he's a cocky asshole <laughs> that I can definitely get to like manipulate. Well, and I like that they showed a little bit of the Illuminati's uh, kind of moral uh gray zone because they executed that version of Stephen Strange because he used the dark hold to defeat Thanos and they decided he was too dangerous to live even though he had done it to defeat Thanos and so they executed him and then told the whole world nah he was he he was a good guy he died defe- he died saving you all defeating Thanos <laughs> I wish the Darkhold was used more in terms as a character instead of as a byproduct. I think they um, used the Darkhold as a hand wave to explain Wanda's actions away. Like, the, there's if you ever get a chance, uh, the Darkhold has immense power and can do a lot of great like horrific shit to whoever there was actually there was a series that came out uh, a couple like last year where a group of heroes read passages of the dark hold because they had to go get doc because dr doom was being a dick um and because they read certain passages a bunch of comics came out of what happened to them and how it manipulated them like like they all got transported into like their own personal hell mm-hmm. where like Spider-Man 
lived in a world where everyone was basically a zombie and he had the sacri- and he was running around with like turning everything into webs because he still was friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So protect everyone. But he also then had to like murder Reed Richards uh, mm. in order to keep his dead girlfriend alive or moving. It's, it's fucked up. Um, wow. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. And I feel like they could have, and it, it's one of those things where because it's Marvel MCU and the, everything's PG 13 ish. So they can't go too hard. Uh, they, they kind of really missed the boat unless there's to really do some really nasty shit with the dark hole. Mm-hmm. Instead it became, it became Scarlet, Witch's whining about children and murders everybody. So she can be with her kids in a different reality. <laughs> well, and they did, uh, the, the dream walking thing, right? Which, uh, um, yeah. Where she goes and she inhabits the the other Wanda's body because she thinks that it doesn't matter what happens to that other Wanda if she gets to be with her kids. And uh, who is it? Was it Wong that says to her, uh, you know, isn't it enough that they they already have a mother in that universe and that in every yeah. universe your kids are loved? Like it doesn't have to be you. And she rejects Wong. And then the way that Wanda ends up in this movie also, uh, by the way, Wanda, not dead. Like, I know this movie wants you to think she killed herself, but uh, Agatha House of Harkness is coming out. So uh, she's probably going to be in that. Like, I don't believe for a second that Wanda's actually dead. Oh, I'm sure it's going to revolve around Agatha breaking out of her personal hell and then finding the dark, the one dark hole that's left with Wanda. Right, because Wanda, quote unquote, destroyed all the dark holds in all the universes and and everything yeah. like that. Uh, there's no, com- I don't know about you, but if they keep Wanda alive, for me, there's no coming back. Like they can try to send her on some redemption arc, but no matter what they do, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm kind of concerned with how big everyone is backing Wanda from this film. Like weird. everyone's like, she's like, it's just it's, everyone's like, oh she yeah, like like she's amazing and totally right. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not a woman, so I have no say. And I'm sure there's like a whole overarching arc of like emotion when it involves two losing kids. Sure, uh, but like for just for a moment, imagine for this is a terrible thing, but we're gonna play a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible imagination game. But let's say just Hooray! for a moment. Let's just say for just a moment that something really bad happened and your nephew was gone. Like, yes, Kayla's going to your sister. Kayla's going to go through a lot. She's going to be very, very upset, obviously. At what point, though, when she starts a gleeful killing spree, do you go, oh, no, yeah, she's totally right yeah exactly yeah you know what i mean like yeah there's a there's a lot of like i get people a a little bit understanding but understanding that she's going through a and i guess that's why like the multiverse of madness like obviously wanda is not 
anywhere near sane at this point. Yeah. But uh, I heard somebody say, uh, or read somebody saying, and I guess it's true, like, it's a lot for Wanda's story arc and whether or not she is sane or not. And just having to, like, the fate of everybody everywhere in all universes can't depend on whether or not Wanda's upset all the time. Yeah. Like, it's just not, that's not a sustainable storyline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked for one, the show WandaVision because it made you really feel for it. And you feel like it was like, yeah, this is like, I think I've said, I think that's when we first talked of... about. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I was like, yeah, I was that. Sorry, I was like, uh, because like the end of WandaVision into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Mass, I'm like, okay, Wanda's going to be bad or do something bad in this film. But I don't, we all agreed it was like, she's not going to be the villain because that's obvious. Well, it, um, she was using the Darkhold. So yeah. I kind of assumed that she was going to push the boundaries and like you said do something bad or be really on the edge of doing something really bad but i i thought holding westview captive was the extent of what they would do yeah um all right so then let's talk about the two post-credit scenes basically one post-credit scene I'm going to say something and no one is going to like me for it, but I'm, I've am i got to say, say it. it. Say it. I thought Bruce Campbell's cameo was fucking awful, dude. I thought it was it really... It was fine. I thought it was so fucking dumb. Like, I did it's... not like it. Yeah, I, I saw it and I was just like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I, I wasn't like, I saw it and I was like, okay, there's Bruce Campbell. Like, that was my reaction to it. Not like, huh? Like not like everyone else in my theater who are cracking the fuck up mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, it's Bruce Campbell. Of course, he's going to be in this movie. Like, right? It's not that big of a surprise. Right. Um, and then Charlize Theron shows up. I had, I know, I knew, I noticed she came out of the dark dimension, but I had no idea who she was. So I had to, I had to have somebody yeah, tell me. She, Oh, like the only reason I know is I've been reading her standalone series of of Clea. Yes. Uh that's the only reason I knew who she was. I was like, oh, I've been reading this, like the, her most recent arc stuff. And here's what I'm gonna say about the whole thing. If they're gonna go into dark dimension shit for a third Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and if Sam Raimi is still gonna be doing this, that'd be awesome. Let him do the fucking let him do the fucking writing. Yeah. Because my, I, I had, I have the name uh, of who wrote this film. Uh, Michael Wald- Waldron. Um, and yeah, I, sorry, uh, Michael Waldron. I, I don't typically, sorry. I'm sorry to say, I, I don't think you turned out the biggest, the, uh, the strongest script. <laughs> he, and Michael Waldron's uh, other stuff involves Rick and Morty. Really? Uh, Loki. Yeah. Uh, well, like, producer. I don't. He's oh. pro- these are producers. He's written for. Oh no, he's written some for Rick and Morty and for Loki. Hmm. Um, 
he also wrote for a series called Heels on Stars, which is like about wrestlers. Oh, that uh, that's the one with um, uh, Stephen Amell in it. Stephen Amell, yeah. But I he also really, like so. Boy, I'm surprised yeah. to learn he wrote. I wonder what ones he wrote on for Rick and Let's Marty. Let's find out because because I like I really wish yeah because that was the biggest hinder like. I'm going to say something and everyone's going to get mad at me about it. This is a top five Marvel film for me, but not for script. Like mm. this is visually one of the best mm. film Marvel films out of the series. Uh, Sam Raimi did a lot with a little. Yes, exactly. Like Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, the crap out of this thing mm-hmm. for what he was given. And that's mm. why it's kind of in my top five. But if you were telling me, but, and if someone's like, well, the script sucks, I'm like, yeah, the script's terrible. I'm not going into this about the script. Like, I went in there knowing full well that the Marvel scripts in general have been very subpar. Like, mm-hmm. like it, there hasn't been like a very, like Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War, when I think of scripts, are like, those ones are pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Like, but the overall, I, I don't go in, like, as much as the story does matter, I don't go into a Marvel film anymore for story. Sure. It's ba- it's basically well, just no like, way home. am I going to be entertained mm. by, uh, no way home, yeah. It's like, is this going to entertain me? And for that, this movie entertained me. Sure. Uh, that I, I don't get with. into the fights on, yeah, I don't, I don't really get into the fights anymore when people are like, it's the worst thing, why did nah. you like this? Because it's fandom. It. Everyone yeah. has a choice and whatever. Yeah. Uh, except for Venom. I still will never understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but I honestly, like, I want now more than ever to be like there to be more. I want horror directors to start doing some of these kind of films. Yeah. I want a whole dark universe of like MCU. I want like. I want Guillermo del Toro to do a man thing. That uh, would be a great really movie. badly. It'd be so much fun. That would be a great movie. <laughs> and I know, I mean, there's a Blade movie coming anyway, but get rid mm. of whoever's doing it and put Robert Rodriguez in there. Yeah, I don't know. Have they said who's doing that Blade movie? Let's find out. Because I thought they had a director. Because John Watts was going to do Fantastic Four. Uh... Let's see, director. Hmm. Uh, let's see, not Blade Runner. Because uh... they, yeah, they do have to get a new uh, Fantastic Four director. Bassam Tariq. From, I don't know this who is that an is. article from. Huh. Let's find out who he is. Because uh, that, that's an article from last year, so I don't know how up to date oh. that is. Hmm. Uh, Bassam Tariq has done movies uh stuff i've never seen all right well very he's very recent stuff uh i think like his earliest films like 2013 um but all right okay we'll see but yeah pure cinematography reasons this is a top five film script wise this is just generic as crap yeah, I'll agree with that. So, yeah, I think we've said all we need to say. I can't think of 
too much else that uh, I have left to say about this movie. I I thought it was fine. Like that's really the only word for the, it. <laughs> the only other thing that made me question is, well, and this is from Raimi. There is there's like forty minutes of this film that was cut. Um, really? Yeah, and it makes me question because one of the characters that seemed to have been played a huge thing in like, especially in advertising purposes because he's an action figure and everything is Rintra, the green bull guy mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird because he's the only bull and he's the only like non-humanoid character at this at commentage yep which is weird and he has his own see he has his own like credit at the end of the film where he has like a little nameplate and everything. Huh. Yeah, I wonder and if it's maybe bizarre. It's bizarre. Huh. That is really weird. I'm very curious what that fi- extra footage is. I guess we're gonna and find if it out. Ever when sees the, the light of day. Up. Yeah, yeah well, I'll buy this. Probably be a lot of deleted scenes on the disc. There better be, damn it. I want I just want I, I it's just I don't know. Yeah. Overall great movie uh of the everyone the biggest arguments i've been seeing are like the most hilarious ones like everyone's mad about tom cruise was not in it as oh, iron man yeah. which like <laughs> i'm like and that i saw somebody really mad that they called uh the mcu prime universe 616 yeah i also saw one where it's like how come like they there was like a guess someone assumed that both the Eric Bana Hulk and Edward Norton Hulk were going to interact. Dumb. Like, well, it's like someone was so deep in their own deep fakes mm-hmm. that they pissed themselves off. Yep. That's what you get for having too many fan theories ahead of time and getting married to those fan theories in your own head. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. There's like, what the? F- we'll have to we'll think have to... of something. Oh yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do a running commentary track for Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue, the real the multiverse of multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the movie's so funny. It's so great. I need to rewatch it again. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. Later, everyone. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.